Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Hold your place and then you can go over to um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. In case you weren't here last week, uh, let me catch you up with what we talked about last week. And I'll even give you a preview of what we're talking about next week and just so you kind of know the progression. Uh, last week we talked about how the primary reason that we come to the scripture is not to get smarter. The primary reason we come to the scripture, it is not to just be good students and scholars, although the Bible does tell us that we should study to show ourselves approved. And so uh, we should be scholars and we should be students of God's word. We should be growing in our wisdom and understanding. However, what we talked about last week was we talked about how one of the primary reasons we come to scripture and what we want to really want to focus on is, is realizing that God, through his word, wants to minister to us. I didn't ask you to turn here, but I want to read it to you. It is from last week, and it's Psalm 119, verse 97 through 100. Uh, The psalmist writes, Oh, how I love your law. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. For you, someone say you. You. For you, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I've kept your precepts. We said this last week, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a student of God's word. Again, we should be students of God's word. The the, the Bible, I'll say it again, it does say study to show yourself approved, being able to rightly divide the word of God, being able to have good understanding. However, this book is not just a textbook and, and God does not desire just to make us smarter, but we serve a God who loves us and we serve a God who cares and has careful concern for every part of our life more than we can comprehend, more than our intellect can understand. Paul writes, God loves us. The, the, the wit, the depth, the breadth of his love. God loves us. And what God wants to do is he wants to every day, he wants to sit down and meet with us. He wants to sit down and speak to us. He wants to minister to us through his word. God God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly what you're facing. He knows every area where you feel encouraged right now. And he knows every area where you feel discouraged. He knows every area where you have high hopes and expectation and every area where you feel like we're kind of at the end right now. God knows your fear. He knows your insecurity. God knows where you are. And God desires to come and meet with you and minister to you to encourage you, to lead you, to guide you, to bring, to, to bring you hope, to, to give you insight. He wants to minister to you and feed you through his word. I, I was telling someone earlier, I'm so thankful for the power of God's word be, because I, I didn't have the best day yesterday. And, and it wasn't really in any particular reason. I don't know if you can relate that you just, sometimes life just accumulates, doesn't it? And it's not one thing, it's all the things. 
And, and, and last night, you know, Jenny said, you know, what's wrong? And I said, I, I couldn't even really tell you, to be honest. It's just all the stuff. And I was so thankful this morning. I got up and not only did I spend a little bit of time reading, but, um, but, but I, I was listening to, uh, today to, to, to some sermons. And, um, and oh, God's word was just ministering to me. And multiple times, I'm, I'm wiping tears out of my eyes, not because I'm getting smarter, not because I'm like, oh God, I never, but because God, he's, he's touching something on the inside that needed to be touched. He's speaking to something on the inside that God, only you know about and can speak to that area. God's word ministers to us and we, we, we need his word. Amen. And so we talked about last week, how God's word ministers to us. And then we talked about very practically uh, last week uh, how to read the scripture. And I'll do this very quickly and we'll, we'll, we'll remind us again at, the, at, the, uh, at our Bible reading journaling time. Uh, this is not legalistic. This is not ritualistic. It is simply a guide. Matter of fact, I would encourage you this Sunday to be at church. Pastor Gill is going to uh, preach this Sunday uh, in this series, The Secret Place that we're in, and talk about some of these things. Uh, we talked about last week just starting with prayer. And realize that when we come to the scripture, we need the Holy Spirit to illuminate the scripture and, and to speak to us. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 14, that unless it's the Spirit of God revealing things to us, we can't get it in our natural intellect. Matter of fact, he says the natural man, he shouldn't suppose he'll receive anything. The man in his natural understanding. Do, do you remember this? When, when Jesus said these famous words, get behind me, Satan. Do you remember that? He, he, he was talking to Peter, and, and we often don't think about what follows. He was talking to Peter, and he said, Peter, you're mindful of the things of man, not of the things of God. In other words, what he's conveying is, Peter, right now, in, in, in your natural mind, you don't see what's happening. You, you can't see right now what, what God's doing, what I'm doing. And Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 14, that the natural man doesn't get it. So we got to start with prayer. We have to acknowledge, God, if, if you don't come, and again, Psalm 119, if you don't meet with me and through your spirit open the eyes of my understanding, I'm, I, I can't leave here receiving what you want to receive. So we, we talked about starting with prayer. We talked about last week, uh, just, just having ears to hear, just, just reading and having ears to say, God, I want to hear you speak to me. Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, we, we talked about then thirdly, journaling and, and the importance of journaling and how journaling it really does. It presses it deeper on the inside and it gives us greater wisdom and, and, and greater revelation. Also, I don't know about you, but we don't have the best memory. And, and so how can we be encouraged by and continue in what God said if we don't remember it? The Bible says in Habakkuk, write down the vision. Write down what I'm saying to you. Write down what I'm speaking to you. Why? So that you can have it and you can run after it. You can continue in it. There's things, I was thinking about this today in the car. I was thinking about my kids and, and uh, just praying for some of my, uh, for all of my kids, but one, one in particular. And I feel like the Holy Spirit just, just convicted me and said, hey, remember, I spoke to you a couple months ago a couple things about your kids. And you didn't write it down. And you haven't been praying those things. 
And, and, and it's partially, I'm, I'm talking to myself, and it's partially because I, I don't remember all of them. Because I, I was just moving so fast, I didn't, I didn't stop and go, well, hold on, God, if you're speaking, I, I should be writing. Why? Because I want to have what you're saying to me so I can be encouraged by it, I can think back on it, but so that I can continue it. And then we just talked about lastly, just ending with prayer, responding to God by saying, God, everything you're giving to me today, I'm not only thanking you for it, but I'm acknowledging that Holy Spirit, just like I needed your help to receive it, I need your help to apply it to my life. The, following Jesus is not, it is not about discipline and just willpower. No, we, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of, of your best efforts. Holy Spirit, I, I need you to help me to live this out and apply it to my life. And so we talked about some practical steps. So, uh, oh, oh, by the way, I, I meant to, to show you this. Uh, I had lunch with someone today, and they wrapped me a beautiful present. And I opened it, and it was a bar of soap. <laughs> and they said, just in case you want to call someone and soap with them. Isn't that funny? As, as from, from last week, it's funny, it's cute. All right, so last week we talked about how, how God's Word ministers to us. And tonight what I want to talk about is how God's Word equips us for what God has for us in, in our future. And then next week, uh, I want to talk about just how, how, do, how do we connect the dots? And how, how do we spend time with God, reading, journaling, and, and not just get one scripture, but start connecting the dots and, and being students of God's Word that we grow in our understanding holistically of Scripture. Remember, the Bible interprets the Bible. And so, so much of Scripture, we gain greater understanding of it from other scriptures. And so we'll talk about next week about, uh, about, about connecting some of the dots. But tonight I want to talk about how God's word equips us. And I want to do that very, very quickly uh, through these two passages. Um, I have to give credit where credit, credit is due, and that is the Holy Spirit. Um, but Pastor Robert Rosales, our Gastonia campus pastor, uh, he preached probably a much better version of what I'm going to talk about tonight uh, when I was 16 years old and I was in high school. We were still living in Southern California, and um, I was not passionately pursuing God by any means. Uh, but thank you, Jesus, that God's word, it's incorruptible seed. Someone said amen. amen. So, so, so it, it's, why, it's why we spend time reading and journaling. Even when we don't feel like we're getting something, we're getting seed in our heart. And we're, we're, by faith, we're putting seed in our heart that God can bring a harvest to. And so I was about 16 years old in Southern California in youth group, and he was the guest speaker in youth group that night. I don't remember you know, why he was there, but he was the one preaching. He wasn't normally there. And um, he, he taught this, this sermon or, or connected these two scriptures. And um, this really was part of when I was 18 years old and God really got a hold of my heart and I really just began to pursue him. It, it, it was these thoughts that really gave me a passion and a desire to just start consuming the scripture. And I want to show it to you tonight. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, we'll start there, and here's what it says. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship. We are his masterpiece his master creation. And we have been created in Christ Jesus or recreated, born again in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. For good works. For good works. Which God 
has prepared beforehand, I, I love the phrase at the end, that we should walk in them. Here, here's what that tells us. Well, a couple things. We'll start from, from the beginning. That every single one of us, there is a purpose and there is a plan and there are good works that God has in store for us. I, it, it, it's cliche, but I love the saying, if you have a pulse, you still have a purpose. I, I love that the Bible says, put your hope in God, for with God there is abundant redemption. It doesn't matter how old you are or where you are in life. The reality is that there is a, there's abundant redemption for whatever's in the past, and there is still good works or good things in your future. Psalm 139 speaks to this. It says that before you were formed in your mother's womb, God, he's the one who fashioned or put you together and he ordained or put together all the purposes and plans before there was yet to be one of them. Jeremiah chapter one says that before we were born, God knew us, he set us apart and he ordained or put on us a purpose and a plan. There are good works that God has for you. Tonight, let me tell you, your future is bright. God has a purpose, he has a plan, and he has things. Someone say things. Things. He's got things for you to do. God's got things for you to do. All of us, we we have been called, maybe we're not called to like, you know, a, a ministry position, but we're all called to the ministry of Jesus Christ. Every one of us. We've been called by God. We're in His ministry, commissioned by Him to reach people and and disciple people. There's things that God has for you to do. Every one of us, we've been called to build His church, to advance His kingdom, to see the purpose and plan of God unfold on the earth. There's good things for you to do. And here's what Ephesians 2.10 says. It says that we should walk in them. That we should walk in them. What does that mean? That the good works God has in store for us, they're not automatic. That that, that we we don't just sit by and ta-da, they happen. No, we we should walk in them. Now, uh, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 through 17, second verse I I asked you to turn to, and um, reading from the New King James Version, it says, it says, all Scripture is... 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. It says, all scripture, someone say all. All All scripture is given by inspiration of God. So cover to cover, this is not an ordinary book. This is a living book. Because our God is alive, his word is alive. This book's been inspired by the spirit of God and it speaks today. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And listen to this. And it is profitable. Some translations say useful. It is profitable. It is useful for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. Other translations say training. For instruction or training in righteousness. We'll pause for a moment. Paul's writing and Paul says, remember, all scripture is God-breathed. It's given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and it is useful. It's profitable to teach, to correct, to instruct, to train. And listen to verse 17. So that, someone say so that. that. 
Okay, so, so let, let's just, let, let's, let's stay with the verse. So all scripture is God-breathed. And it has a purpose or it has a use. It's useful. It's profitable. It's profitable for, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17, so that the man or woman, it's 2023, kidding. So, so that the man or woman of God, listen to this, may be complete, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for what? For every good work. Paul says this book, that it's actually one of God's training tools. And it's been inspired by the Holy Spirit so that when we read it, it is profitable for training, for correction, for teaching, for reproof, for all of these things, so that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It is a simple thought, but it's one that I would love for, for, for you to take away tonight. And it's this, that God really does have good works in store for you. I mean, in, in, in every area, as a parent, as a spouse, as an employee, in, in every area, God has good works in front of you. But hear me tonight. How, how do I say this? God has good works for you and I, but the ones he has for us in our future, oftentimes we're not ready for yet. Brandon, how in the world could that be? I've been serving God for three weeks. I've been faithfully serving God for three whole weeks. I've been serving God for 75 years. I didn't say that you're not currently ready for what you've walked in in the past. I'm not saying you're not currently ready for what maybe you're walking in right now, but there's some things that God has for your future. There's, there, there, there's some things that, that, that he's got in front of you and he wants to equip you. He, I, there is no one who ever reaches an arrival point. There's no one in life who ever reaches this arrival point that that's it. I've learned everything I need to learn. I'm fully equipped. I'm, 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 I'm fully ready. I, me and Jesus, we, we've arrived. We're waiting for you to... No, no one will reach an arrival point. And God wants to, through his word, he wants to train you. He wants to equip you. He, he wants to teach you. Dare I say, he wants to correct you. He, 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 he wants to get, get in your life and he wants to pull some things out. He, he, he wants to deal with the issues of our heart. He, he, he wants to, to get our hands ready and our feet. God wants to equip us. And I love what verse 17 says because it says, so that the man of God may be complete. That word complete means lacking nothing. It means that you can step into the good works God has for you and you got every tool on the tool belt that you need. You, you are complete. You are thoroughly equipped, lacking nothing, prepared for every good work. Work. I want to read you one more scripture tonight, and then we are going to uh, jump into some Bible reading journaling. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a lengthy uh, passage um, by, I guess, the standards of reading one verse here and a couple verses there. But uh, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, let's start in, in verse 5. 
and we'll read all the way through uh, verse, verse 11. It says this, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and he scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening of which all you have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he, listen to this, for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who, listen to this, who have been trained by it. Not, not to those who have been corrected. Not, not, not to those who have gotten more Bible smart. It, it, it doesn't yield fruitfulness to, to those who just know scriptures and know concepts. It says this, this training, this correction, this this, this reproving of the Lord, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. To ask you a question, it's rhetorical, obviously. Um, but but when, when you approach the scriptures, do you have a humble heart where every area of your life is before the Lord? Or, 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 or are you like I have been at times? That I approach the scripture with a little bit of humility. But if I'm being honest, God, there, I mean, there's some, there's some parts of my life here and there that I'm just, those are kind of off limits. It's like, it's like when you have company over and there's a part of your house that's open to company. But you'd probably take issue if you found someone wearing your robe, laying in your bed. Like, hey, man, this is a Christmas party. What, what, where, why is my robe on you? And, and, and we can be like that with God sometimes, can't we? That, that no, God, God you're, you're welcome here. Oh, no, not that room. That's, that, that's my room. Oh, and, and not, not this, 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 is, this is kind of a different part. God, God, God wants to deal with every part of our life. Here, here, here's three things that I was thinking about today. Three C's that God wants to, uh, wants to train us. And number one is character. God wants to continue to develop our character. God wants to, to, to continually de develop the integrity and the purity and the righteousness and the character of our life. Talent and charisma and skill and all of these things, they can get you somewhere, but character is what will keep you there. God has good works for you and you need character. Second thing is God, he wants to increase your capacity. 
One of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible because it is so encouraging and discouraging all at the same time. It's in the book of Proverbs and it says, he who faints in the day of adversity, it's because his strength is small. How matter of fact is that? Hey, the person that, that faints in the day of adversity, it's because they were weak. But, but, but it's such a great reminder to me that, Lord, part of what I need is I need you to increase my capacity. Part, God, you have, more, you have more things in store for me. And part of what I need is I need you to keep day by day stretching me and increasing my capacity because I'm praying big prayers and I have big desires to be used by you. But God, I need, I, I, I need the capacity to be able to do that. So God wants to develop our character. He wants to develop our, our capacity. And then lastly, God wants to give us confidence. He wants to give us confidence. I, I, I don't see very many passages in, in the scripture where, where Jesus went and did the things the father was asking him to do, being sheepish and insecure and uncertain. No, he, he had a confidence about him, didn't he? There, there, there was confidence. I, I don't see very many instances in the, the New Testament, the early church, where the apostles were, were, were going into to, to places and taking territory that, that they, were, they were sheepish. And I'm, I'm not really, they had some confidence, didn't they? They had boldness. Where did that confidence and boldness come from? Confidence and boldness, yes, it came from the Holy Spirit, absolutely. But remember, what was one of Jesus' practices that, he, that he, he would get alone and he would spend time with God? Mark 1.35, as was his custom, he arose early and he went and he... Bible says Jesus, he only did and he only said what he first did and saw the Father do and say. What, what, what was said about the about the apostles and the early disciples. It's clear a couple things. Number one, I don't think you went to college, my friend. You are uneducated, untrained. However, one thing is clear. You've been with Jesus. One thing is, is unmistakable. You have been with the master. You've been with Jesus. One of the quotes, I believe Pastor Go quoted it on Sunday, I think, from uh, Pastors Dale and, and Joel Everest, or maybe I said it last week, I don't remember, but um, we, we first have to have history with Jesus before we make history for Jesus. The, we, no, I need history with Jesus that brings me this great confidence and assurance that develops me and equips me and prepares me and increases my character and my capacity and, and gives me the confidence and boldness to boldly in faith step out and be a history maker for Jesus. Last reference that I'll give you, but um, I, I think oftentimes about David and Goliath and, and how, how, how David, you know, he, he's a shadow uh, or, or, or a type in the Old Testament for us of Jesus, but, but how, how David went to this battle with the Philistines and all the army of Israel, they're hiding, right? They want nothing to, to, to do with Goliath. And here's this young shepherd boy. I'll take him. I, I, I got him. Saul tries to put his armor on him. He goes, nah, I, 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 this, this, I, this won't do. This is, this is not my armor. This is not tested. And what, one of the things that David says, and I'm kind of jumping all over the passage, but, but, but he says, you know, this, this uncircumcised Philistine will be nothing, like nothing to me. Why? Because I've been in the field, 
and I've, I've defeated lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, by the power of the Lord. This is, David had confidence that came from experience with God. David had confidence because he was, he was alone with God. He had an intimate, personal relationship with God. And this wasn't the first time he was stepping out in faith. Part of what God will do is he will give us greater confidence. So we talked about last week how God's word, it ministers to us. Oh, I'm thankful for the ministry of God's word. That I can come every day and God will speak to me. He'll encourage me. He'll build me up and He'll heal me. But I'm also thankful for the, the training of God's word. That God doesn't want to just minister to me, but God wants to pull me close like a son. And He wants to correct me, train me, mold me, shape me, to make me thoroughly equipped for the good works He has in front of me. Amen. Can I just pray for us real quick? Lord, I thank you tonight that as we've taken a, a, a short time, relatively speaking, and, and, and we've just looked at a couple of scriptures to remind ourselves that your word, that part of what it does is it trains us and equips us, making us complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Lord, I just thank you tonight, God, that you've given us this great gift. And that you, Holy Spirit, desire to sit down and to meet with us and to mold and shape our life and to, in the most loving, fatherly way, to correct us and train us and teach us and remove things from our heart and add things to. Thank you, God, that you love us so much. That not only have you called and, and purposed and planned our life for good works, but you've given us a tool. You've given us your word that we might sit with you daily and you through your word might make us complete, thoroughly equipped so we can walk in with confidence every good work you have in front of us. Lord, I pray for every person in this room and I pray tonight you would just give them a shot in the arm of confidence and assurance that you have good works in store for them. It doesn't matter where they've been or where they are right now, that there is a purpose, there is a plan for their life, and there are things that you have them on this earth in this present time to do. There are good works prepared for them. And I pray that, God, you would give them deep revelation tonight, that even though right now they might not, not be ready for the good works that you have in their future, that you, you've offered, you've given an invitation that they can come to meet with you every day and day by day, like a coach, like a mentor, like a loving father. You'll put your arm around them and you will not only heal them and build them back up, but you'll teach them, you'll coach them, you'll equip them, and you'll make them thoroughly equipped for every good work you have that they might walk in the fullness of your calling for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. 7.15, uh, we got 45 minutes, so a, a good amount of time compared to last week. Um, we want to take time and we want to read together tonight. And so if you don't have a Bible, uh, please let me know and I can get you a Bible. Um, if, you, if, if you don't have a Bible, not, not, not a big deal. Here you go. You, you can have mine, no worries. Um, I mean, you can borrow mine for tonight. I need that though. Um, so, but you, you, you can borrow that one. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be happy to get you one. Um, and then if, if you don't have a journal, uh, no, no worries. You can grab one from the table. Um, remember, let, let's take at our tables. Tonight, we're going to make this more table-led. So let's take at our tables. You can designate for your table a leader. And let's take, take about five, ten minutes. 
and let's, five, 10 minutes maybe, might be a little bit long. Let's take maybe five minutes and let's pray. Let's just take time to invite the Holy Spirit tonight to come and to meet with us and speak to us. And then you guys can decide at your table, but let's take about 10 minutes or so and let's read the, the reading for today. Today is, um, what month is it, Lord? January 11th. And so our reading today would be Luke chapter 11 and uh, Proverbs chapter 11, if you're doing the proverb of the day. Uh, let's take about 10 minutes or so and read, 10 minutes or so and write, and then let's take as much time as we need at our tables to share and encourage one another and uh, even ask questions and build each other up tonight. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to turn a little bit of music on just so there's some background noise, and um, then, uh, then we'll get rolling. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.